scripture right there Romans 6 and 23 let's read it together for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord God bless you, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord hallelujah our text is entitled on today sin the poison but Christ the antidote Sin, the poison, but Christ, the antidote. We have been watching the outbreak of the coronavirus that has originated in China. Although this is an ongoing investigation into the depth of this disease, it is believed that this disease comes from animals and now is spreading rapidly from human to human with the death toll rising at an alarming rate. The Chinese government is trying to quarantine this epidemic into one particular location. <clears throat> but already this disease is proving to be a problem to control. People right here 
in our area have been tested due to recent travels to China. The diagnosis of the coronavirus are as follows. Fevers, coughs, shortness of breath, and even problems with the lower respiratory system. Some people have little to no symptoms at all and yet contract this deadly disease. With that being said, one should look at the disease of sin as the ultimate coronavirus of humanity. For sin's disease is more contagious, more sickening, and more deadly than anything the world has ever faced. Sin's disease has turned isolated incidents into national catastrophes everywhere. Its origin is from Adam, whose disobedience to God messed up the bloodstream of mankind. Therefore, everyone, everyone that was born was automatically infected and infested. And sin took on a life of its own in every person's identity so that no one could blame Adam or any part of the lineage of where they came from. Sin became tailor-made to suit the cravings of every man, woman, boy, and girl. Yes, sin adapted to everyone's character. It changed when people changed. It morphed, it imagined, it improved, it updated, it enlarged, it became boisterous, it became private, it became intelligent, it became dumb and stupid, it became nasty, neat, radical, political, churchy, moody, arrogant, prideful, haughty, mean, good-looking, ugly, rich, poor, ghetto, upper class, whatever anyone needed sin to be, it became that and so much more. But you know what? Sin also became uncontrollable. It took over the mind and the heart and the body. It made the heart think that God won't judge and you won't die from it. It makes people think that time is on my side. It makes people think that it's my life, my life. I won't change my life. Sin makes you remember what you need to forget and forget what you need to remember. The diabolical schemes of sin are inflamed and outrageous. Sin has even intimidated the Supreme Court, the educational system, the church, and even the home. Sin is more masculine than feminine and more feminine than masculine. Sin has blinded the eyes of many so much so that they don't even realize what they are agreeing to. Let me give you an example. Do you know that harboring hatred is also harboring murder? Do you know that covetousness is the brother of the thief? Did you know jealousy is a grave digger? Did you know that gifts are used to pervert the judgment of the upright 
That's why preachers tiptoe around hard issues and politicians are bought. Did you know that fear is a sign of a heart lacking the perfect love of God? Did you know that gluttony is related to ungratefulness and not being content with such things as ye have? Man, somebody was eating something the other day while looking at what I had in my hand. I thought they was going to take it from me. Do you also know that fornication always perverts the understanding of those who engage in it? And it is one of the main reasons for depression, fatal attractions, and even murder and suicide. If you can try it before you can buy it, you can use it and abuse it. Did you know that that at the root of homosexuality is the adult entertainment industry as well as molestation. Nobody's talking about it. First Corinthians chapter 6 verse 15 says know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ. Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that ye which is joined to an harlot is one body, for two, saith he, shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man does is without the body. But he that committed fornication sinneth against his own body. People, sin will take you further than you want to go. It'll make you do what you said you'll never do. And it'll keep you longer than you want to stay. Sin is selfish. Sin is shameless. And sin is degrading. It is like the ocean where no man can stand with his head above the water. Nor can he swim the length or breadth of it to survive drowning. The Bible says in Romans 6 and 23 that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. The wages, in other words, you get paid for what you worked for. Every time you labor for sin, there is a reward of death. And it's not just natural death, but spiritual death. It's the type of death that won't allow you to be able to feel God's presence. We just ask for God's presence to be with us. Yes. You won't be able to call him and receive an answer. The payment of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Notice the difference. Wages mean you work for it. It kept you up at night. It burned you out. It made you frustrated, and after you think you found its pleasure, you die from its poison. But the gift, which is God's grace through Jesus Christ, is what you didn't work for. It was something you didn't deserve. It was something you didn't have to wrestle for, because Jesus did it all at the Cal at Calvary. 
And all you have to do is receive the gift of salvation by faith and enter into his rest. You don't have to work to keep the law because the law of grace is working in you. Look, sin had the best of us. But where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. Romans 5, starting at 6, says, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Verse 8 says, For God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In other words, he became our attorney before we even knew we needed one. He became our healer before we understood how sick we were. He became our savior before we knew how to call him Jesus. Christ the hope of glory. The remedy for our problems. Christ is the antidote for the poisoned mind and the bitter heart. What do we mean when we say antidote? Well, let's take a little biology lesson. Venom from a snake must be taken and frozen. But then you must get another animal. Let's say like a sheep or a goat that has antibodies in it. Then you must inject the poison into the animal a little bit at a time. Until the animal antibodies peak to full strength. Which then produces anti-venom. When, when, when that old serpent, Satan the devil, injected the venom of sin into the bloodstream of humanity. God had a ram in the bush. John said, behold the lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world. Jesus, the lamb of God, already had the antibiotics of holiness in his bloodstream. Jesus knew no sin and was never injected or infected with sin. But he took on the sins of the world on an ugly hill called Golgotha. And he hung on the cross for six grueling hours. Nails in his hands, nails in his feet, and crown of thorns in his head. He was pierced in his side, and his blood came streaming down. And he died on that ugly hill. My, my, my. But to prove that Jesus was the right antidote for the world today, to prove it on the third day, he got up with all power in his hands. But it's something about his blood that's still working. He bled so until the Holy Ghost had to come down and seal the deal. He bled so 
until 3,000 souls were saved when Peter preached the gospel. He bled some until his blood knocked Saul off of his mule on the road to Damascus and converted his mind and heart. He bled some until his blood saved a little boy from 827 Madison Street at the age of 12 years old. He bled so until they told me when I was running low on his blood transfusion to stop by the Red Cross again and again. And he's still bleeding for those that want the antidote for sin. I came by to tell you after all the gimmicks for inner peace and joy. After all the drinks to drown the sorrows of life. After all the needles and pills to calm the nerves. After all the romance and relationships trying to fill the void of an empty heart. After all the artificial highs and devastating lows. Jesus Christ is the only real antidote to a dying world. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, how precious is that flow that washed me white as snow. No other found I know. It's nothing but the blood of Jesus. He is the answer before the question. He's the help before the crisis. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. My mind go back to the book of Genesis. Hallelujah. And I'm done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think about how the Bible opens up in the book of Genesis and how it says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Hallelujah. And then it goes to verse 2 and says, and the earth was without form and void. Hallelujah. And I want you to have a good understanding that God did not make the heaven and earth without form and void. But we are taught and understand that God is not the author of confusion. So when you see form, earth without form and void, you're talking about a chaotic situation. What we understand is between verse 1 and verse 2, uh, God created the heavens and the earth in verse 1. But between that time and verse 2, there was a fight that broke out in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible talks about it in Isaiah 14. And it talks about Lucifer in Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel chapter 24. And, and, and the Bible talks about how the enemy had lifted up himself against God. And the Bible says he was perfect and upright until iniquity was found in his heart. And Revelation chapter 12 talks about the actual fight that broke out. Hallelujah. Satan got beside himself. And I can imagine in my mind, God looked over in the corner and said, Hey, Michael, take care of my light work. Hallelujah. And the fight broke out. Satan and his angels fought against Michael and his angels. And the Bible says, Satan and his angels prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. Jesus said, I was there. He said, and I beheld. Satan falling as lightning. That is, by the time he hit the ground, heaven had already closed up. Hallelujah. And I came out to tell somebody, our life is like the beginning of the earth. In the beginning, God created us. But 
Satan caused havoc in our life, and we were without, we were without form and void. We were without character. We were without structure. We were void of understanding. Void of righteousness. Void of delight. Void of holiness. But somewhere in the third verse, God said, let there be light. And about that time, Jesus stepped out on the scene and there was light. Hallelujah. And he's been the light of my soul. And I thank him. I thank him for being the antidote. When the enemy came in to try to take my life, to take my heart, to take my will, God gave an antidote. He gave an antidote that would give me eternal life. Hallelujah. I don't have to worry about dying anymore because I have eternal life. And the hope of glory is for the world today. The hope of glory, the antidote is for the depressed. The hope of glory is for those that are angry. The hope of glory is for those that are bitter. The hope of glory is for those that are troubled. The hope of glory is for those that are sick. The hope of glory is for those that are shamed. The hope of glory is for those that are guilty. The hope of glory, the hope of glory, Jesus Christ. The hope of glory. Hallelujah. And I just came by to say, thank you, Jesus, for the antidote. Thank you, Jesus. 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 For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God. Thank you for the gift. Thank you for the gift. Hallelujah. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise his name. I just wanted to stop by to remind somebody it's okay to come by the Red Cross every now and then. Hallelujah. If you need to get it right, one more time, he's got more blood for you. Hallelujah. If you're angry, come to the altar. If you're upset, come to the altar. Whatever your problem is, if I don't call it, it, hallelujah. And if you don't know it, God knows it. Come to the altar and 